Welcome, this is On Mike with Jordan, the podcast celebrating conversation with creative people. Today's guest is a dynamic, multi-talented singer, composer, and recording artist. She's Chrysanthi Pappas, and she's been compared to the likes of Nora Jones and Diana Krall, Karen Carpenter and Carol King, but she's so much more. A full-time entertainer playing an average of 200 gigs a year. And she's open for folks like Sheryl Crow and Hart, Queen with Adam Lambert, the Doobie Brothers, Steely Dan, the B-52, Chicago, Ario Speedwagon, and more. And if you'd like a little taste of what she's all about, just listen. Back when I was a little girl, my backyard was the whole wide world. And I would dream of spotlights in the clouds. Friendly trees became applauding crowds And the creaking of the swing set always seemed to chant my name So I would stand upon a rock to face my fenced-in fame And I used to sing in my backyard before my heart was scarred only the birds were there to please I think I'll sing in my backyard And if my life gets hard I'll just keep singing to the rhythm of the breeze As time went on Singing songs became my trade The nights were long But the bills were always paid To reach the top Well, deep down I knew I could I met Mr. Slick And Mr. Hollywood Well, they said, now pack your songs up And move your dreams right into town Promises to bring me up would only bring me down. But I used to sing in my backyard before my heart was scarred, and only the birds were there to please. I think I'll sing in my backyard, and if my life gets hard, I'll just keep singing to the rhythm of the breeze When did all the leaves begin to fall in my backyard How could such a joy become such hell Someday when I'm riding high and people want to know why it's in my blood that I will take That I used to sing in my before my heart was scarred And only the birds were there to please I think I'll sing in my backyard And if my life gets hard I'll just keep singing to the rhythm of the breeze I'll just keep singing to the rhythm of the breeze
we will hear a terrific new song that will bring you to tears. It certainly did for me. A song she wrote specifically about coming together post-pandemic. I know you're going to love it. We've got that and a whole lot more as we get ready to go on mic with a fabulous entertainer, Chrysanthi Pappas. I am so excited to be talking with a lady who is so creative and the output is amazing, even in tough times like the pandemic. Chrysanthi, welcome to On Mic with Jordan. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me here. No, it's great. Uh, We have touched base during the pandemic uh, virtually and just did a show together. And I I just think your energy and your output is just amazing and so lovely. And that's why I wanted to share your stuff and your story with the audience. So, Chrysanthi, let's start with your current incarnation, including a YouTube show. The YouTube show was born out of perhaps a little frustration trying to reach people. And here you are doing it all these months later. Exactly. It started um, the middle of March of 2020 when the pandemic first hit. And I realized I had lost all of my gigs. I'm a full-time performer. And within two days, I had lost 14 gigs. And then within a few more days, I had lost the whole rest of the year. So I thought, well, how am I going to connect with my audience? And how am I going to make an income? So I decided to do a concert on YouTube and said to people, if they wanted to make a tip, they could, they didn't have to. I wanted to just do this as my own fun, you know, connecting with people. Um, But then people were extremely generous and really loved the show. And I had a blast because I was in a, a, you know, I was in an empty room. So at first I felt really strange not having anybody there, but then the live chat kept coming in and people were talking back and forth on the live chat and making song requests and, Uh, telling me how much fun they were having. So I didn't feel like I was alone. And then people asked me to do it again. So I did it the next week thinking that would be it. And then it became a weekly show. And now here I am. It's been 57 weeks, I believe. And, um, you know, I I just love it. It's every Friday night and people make uh, uh, live requests and I, I play all sorts of songs. I have a different theme every week. Uh, last week was the moon and stars. So I did all songs about uh, moon and stars. The week before that was magic. Um, mm. I think I'm going to be doing a Beatles theme. So anyhow, uh, and I, uh, of course, um, put my original songs in there as well. And we have a blast. We'll tell people how they can access all of this stuff. Don't worry, folks. Uh, we're, we've got a lot of things to talk about with Corsanti. One of which, of course, is the pandemic and how it affects a full-time energetic performer of of your ilk. And I've talked to so many musicians and actors, comedians, and so forth, and everyone has a different sort of vibe as to how they dealt with it. Sounds like you dealt with it, at least on the surface, rather positively, but there have to be those moments when you just feel, oh, crap, this is what I do and I can't do it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was really just shocking when it first happened. I, I thought, well, I don't have anything to fall back on. This is all I do. I have never had another job. Um, So that's when I became creative and thinking, how am I going to make this work? Um, Because, yes, it was devastating. I mean, thankfully, there's been, um, you know, government help. And I've never been able to collect unemployment before because I've never had a job that is, you know, a self-employed musician. So that's that's been helpful, the small amount of um, pandemic assistance that's Mm. available. But in addition to that, just really doing the show and feeling somewhat of a connection to people Mm. has really been helpful because yes, it's been really difficult. 
And I know a lot of musicians have commiserated with each other. Have you been in touch with some of your colleagues through this? And I know some of them must be doing better than others. Yeah, absolutely. My whole band, you know, all of us miss playing together. We played together outdoors last summer and um, at Patriot Place, they have a summer stage and we were able to do that. It's a big stage. We were able to socially distance and remain outside. So that really worked out. And we did a few other outdoor gigs last summer and we have more coming up this summer. So that's good. And plus people are being vaccinated now. So it's a lot easier to be together outdoors uh, than it was last year. Well, we'll we'll focus on the art and what you're doing now, because I agree, things are looking up as we record our podcast today. We're talking with Crisanti Pappas. And you may note that the name uh, sounds like uh, like a name that emanates from the Middle East somewhere or the far reaches of the, the globe. And it's Greek. And I love Greek, everything about Greek. So let's talk <laughs> a little bit about your family background. Is it a musical family? Sure. Uh, it's a, it is a Greek name. Chrysanthi means golden flower in Greek. Um, yes, my parents were both musical, not professionally, but just for fun. My, my mother played piano in the house. And my dad is still alive and he uh, just likes to sing. He's always been in different choral groups and um, he used to do community theater when I was a kid. So there was always a love of music in, in my house. Yes. Now, you're known as a jazz and retro pop singer. That's at least one of the labels. I know labels can be a little mis- yes. misconstrued. But I, I love the fact that you've also been compared vocally to people like Nora Jones and Diana Krall. Those are pretty good comparisons, to, pretty good team to be part of. Uh, where, where did the love of jazz and pop, retro pop, come from? Did it come from mom and dad, do you think? Uh, jazz, absolutely, because um, the standards were really more their generation. Um, my parents were married in the 1950s, so they taught me the music of like the forties, you know, swing and jazz standards, Gershwin and Cole Porter and so forth. So um, that's how I really developed an appreciation for that kind of music. And then singing jazz is just a lot of fun because um, you can not follow any rules and just sing your own style and, and interpret a song your own way. And I just really enjoy that. And then the retro pop is really my own generation of music that I grew up with. And so now I really enjoy singing it. And um, so that's yeah. where the... Your, your latest album is a, a reflection of that, right? Uh, the, the, the album where you sing Carol, Carly, and Karen. I assume that's the big three from the, uh, from the 70s and 80s, certainly the right. 70s. Exactly. So I started doing this show called Crisanti Sings, Carol, Carly, and Karen, um, and, you know, celebrating Carol King, Carly Simon and Karen Carpenter, I get compared to Karen Carpenter a lot as well, vocally. So, mm. um, and I love all three of those women and I was trying to find a, an illiterate way to put them all together in a group. So it, it works, it kind of by the way, out. I love alliteration. It works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I did the show live a few times and then it just took off all sorts of theaters, started hiring us and it, we just kept selling out the show. So then I thought, well, I need an album to go with it. So we, we went into the studio and recorded 10 of the songs, and um, yeah, it's been a blast. Now, I'm looking at you on a screen, and behind you in your beautiful office studio is a set of drums, and uh, that's another thing about you and Karen Carpenter, right? That's, if, if that's memory right. serves, she was a drummer? 
That's right. I just watched a, a drum solo of hers when she was only 18. It was fabulous. Um, so yes, I do play drums as well. Um, I don't know. I'll turn my, you can see my whole drum. Oh solo. yeah. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> and then I've got my bongos and my other yeah. percussion stuff. Um, my piano's behind me on this yeah. way. Yeah. You have to <laughs> lean over so that I can see it on the other side of your yeah. shoulder. It doesn't matter, but you've got all the accoutrements. So you're, you're a, uh, armed to the teeth with all kinds of talent i'm going to make you feel i'm going to make you blush but not only do you sing and play and all that but you also compose and you've been doing that for a while. we'll talk about a great new song that's appropriate for the times coming up but you've been composing for a long time yes um since high school really so that's a long time who are your influencers on that end is it also the cole porters and the gershwins or is it more modern day Both. composers um, yeah, both. Uh, Gershwin, I uh, really, I love the Gershwin songwriting, um, Candor and Ebb, Stephen Schwartz, you know, so those are Broadway and Broadway and standards. Uh, so they're probably my influences as far as my jazz writing. And then my pop writing, um, more like uh, Billy Joel, Lionel Richie, um, Carole King. So I write both styles and um the awards I've won, I've been very fortunate to win a couple of Billboard Songwriting Awards. Those have been in the jazz uh, realm. And um, so, I, yes. I find it so cool that jazz is and continues to be part of our scene. It's not the most popular in terms of numbers and downloads. doesn't matter. It's always here. It's never going away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell you, I have no idea what the, in the last 20 years, what the number one songs of each year were. I don't really care, but I, I know good jazz when I hear it. Is that, is that a, a an illusion that you also, uh, not an illusion like illusion, but an illusion to the fact that it's good stuff. It's good music. Absolutely. And you, like you put it perfectly, it, it, it may not be like the most popular style of music, but it is not going away. And people that love jazz, love jazz they really are diehard bands. Um, I didn't even mean to start singing jazz. It just kind of was easy for me. So before I knew it, I started getting hired for jazz gigs and, you know, the, the comparison to Diana Krall and uh, Nora Jones was written by jazz times magazine. And I've been, you know, so they're the ones that make these comparisons just to give the audience an idea of, you know, kind of what I sound like. What's it like to open for and play with people like Brantford Marsalis or Chuck Mangione? I mean, that has to be pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. The, the Brantford Marsalis one was huge. It was at a stadium and um, it was at Marciano Stadium in Brockton, uh, where I grew up. And um, oh my gosh, it was huge, huge, thousands of people. And it was a blast. And we, you know, we hung out with Brantford and the band afterwards and before the show and um yeah it was great and Chuck Mangione was also at a, a jazz festival and um and then the retro pop pre-shows I've done have been more recent the jazz ones were were probably 10 or more years ago talking uh, Cheryl Crow the Doobie Steely Dan Chicago no big names <laughs> those were all the more recently uh so then I was doing um I was performing the Crisanti Sings Carol Carly Karen show at the MMAS in Mansfield, which is the Music Arts Society mm-hmm. uh, Theater. Mm-hmm. And um, the general manager for the Xfinity Center came to the show and he said, you would be perfect for these retro pop acts, you know, to do the pre-shows. So 
I was like, yes, please. <laughs> so he asked me to to do the pre-shows for that. The first summer, this was 2018, I did um, the Doobie Brothers in Chicago and Steely Dan and a number of people. And then the next year, he asked me to do uh, Queen with Adam Lambert, Sheryl Crow, Hart. Mm. Um, I forget who else. And then 2020, I was supposed to do Rod Stewart, Michael McDonald, and those got canceled, of course, because of the pandemic. But that was a blast. And I hope we can do it again, you know, maybe next year. When, now, things when, when you open, not not that it's probably universal here, but when you open for a group like Chicago or, or Steely Dan, my goodness, uh, do you have an opportunity uh, in some cases to, as you did with Brantford, to kind of hang out a little bit, catch the vibe? I have not at the Xfinity Center. I am not on the same stage that they're on. I'm on a called, thing called the second stage, which is uh, still a great yeah. stage and still has the same thousands of people there. But no, unfortunately, I have not hung out with them. Well, they don't know what they're missing. <laughs> Chris Anthony, they, <laughs> they need to hang out with you. Forget about you hanging out with them. When I did the, the jazz things, yes, I hung out with everybody that, that I've opened for, yes. Hey, let's talk a little bit about the work you do that shows up on television programs and in film. It's fascinating. Uh, musicians who provide tracks and sometimes whole songs that TV shows then work with. Talk a little bit about that with me, if you will. So I have a publisher um, that I was connected with, and the publisher's out of Los Angeles, and they're the ones that place songs in different network television. So they'll um, they'll have a listing saying, you know, that they're looking for a romantic song or, or whatever it is that they're looking for, and then um, they'll send my song. So I have this one song, One Slow Dance a Day, it's called, that seems to get me the most placements, but I've had uh, a song called Christmas Party has been in some holiday TV episodes and a couple of my other songs. Anyhow, so the publisher sends my song to, let's say, the show Parenthood is one of the shows I've been on on NBC um, uh, and One Life to Live on ABC and um, the Mindy Project on Fox and then some daytime dramas called uh, passions and um, uh, anyhow, I can't remember all of them, but so the, the publisher sends the song to the TV show that's looking for it. And then, but they'll send a bunch of them. They might send like 10 different songs. And then the network or the network that's producing the TV show will listen to all of them and say, Oh yeah, this one, this is the one we want in this scene. And then I get, so now the publisher is kind of out of it at that point. And then the net, I have a contract and I get paid from the network. So when I get my check from, um, when I get a licensing fee, that's paid by the publishing company. That's the first thing you get. Then you get royalties after the fact, and that's from ASCAP or BMI, whoever your performing rights organization is. And that's directly paid from the network, from NBC or ABC or whatever. And it's paid depending on what time of day um, the show is on, if it's on a major network, and how long of the song they've played it uh, played and is it a mm. featured song where there's no dialogue over mm. me singing or is it in the background so i've been both i've been in the background and i've been featured that's and, cool uh, you you're you're the epitome of a working musician then because you're doing these kinds of things that are part of the production and it's still you performing uh and it's a right. great avenue for your material right right 
Yeah, it's, it's great. I wish I had more of it. I, I haven't had any placements, you know, recently, but uh, hopefully I'll have uh, a few more coming up. Now, how does it work, though, being a New Englander? And you said Brockton, the city of champions, is where you're from. Great, yep. great city. But how does it work uh, in this day and age? Maybe it's even easier in this day and age with all the virtual stuff being based here in New England as opposed to being in Nashville or L.A. or New York? Um. Well, yeah, I think it is easier nowadays with everything with technology. You know, you don't have to necessarily be in those cities. Um, I mean, I'm sure it helps in some ways to have more connections, face-to-face connections with people. But technology really has changed the whole landscape of, of everything. You can You can just send somebody a link to a song. You can, you know, you can perform live on a screen. It's crazy. So, um, yeah, as I said, my publisher's out of L.A. I've never met them. You know, we've never met face to face, but they they, uh, make money from my music and I make money from it. So it's a working relationship. God bless you for that. That's fantastic. All right. I want to talk about the song because this is what brought us together for the podcast today. And not that I wouldn't have gotten around to inviting you on anyway, but this was even a better reason to do it now. It's called Hug a Million Times. There's a great story behind it before we play it. Why don't we talk about the story? Sure. So I'd been vaccinated and suddenly I thought, wow, you know, really changed my whole way I was feeling. I was feeling so isolated, like we all have been, and so kind of afraid to be with people and not sure what to think. And um, so anyway, when I got my first vaccine and I knew pretty soon I would be able to be with people, you know, face to face without this fear. Um, and I would finally be able to hug people that I loved. I, I just, you know, I couldn't believe it. And I, I just started anticipating it and how wonderful it would be to feel, you know, to be together. And, uh, my niece had had a baby during the pandemic and, um, a little girl named Mariah and we haven't been able to, well, my nephews have also had kids uh, during this time, right before the pandemic. But anyhow, Mariah and uh, I, the family, you know, we had not been able to hold her or see her because she was born during the pandemic. So it's just been this whole thing face to face on the screen. My niece calls us at lunchtime and we see the baby. So finally, after I'd been vaccinated and a couple of weeks had gone by and I was in the clear, you know, and I got to go to the backyard and hold her. Oh, my gosh, it was just like fabulous. So that was another impetus behind the song. Um, just that excitement of, you know, it feels so good to be together. And uh, that's what the song talks about. So so let's play it.
through a screen I can't wait until we're able To be across the dinner table Every day so long Trying to stay strong I just want to lay in bed I take a walk to clear my head website is hugamilliontimes.com for the song and everything Chrysanthi, which is great. I, I just love that. You remind me of a, another friend, and I'm sure he's a colleague and a friend of yours, Doug Hammer. He's a brilliant pianist who did a piece involving heart, and he did a video, and I just fell in love with that, and I fell in love with your song, too. Songs and, and, and music in general, so much of it has the power to not just make us think but make us feel doesn't it absolutely and and incidentally doug hammer is the piano player on my christmas album not surprised we're, <laughs> we're very good friends and colleagues and he also was the recording engineer on hug a million times uh, i didn't even know that i'm just it's amazing <laughs> how these things work so so the song is is beautiful and it's available and, and all that and what kind of uh, feedback have you been getting from it Oh my gosh, I'm getting emails from people I don't know from all over the country saying, thank you so much for writing this song. It's exactly how I've been feeling. And um, people are sharing it with other people. And I'm asking everybody to please spread the joy. Go to hugamilliontimes.com and hear the song and then share it. Share it with everybody. Just send it to all your friends. I'm trying to get the whole world to to be on board um, you know, with the joy that it brings. We talked at the beginning of your beautiful Greek heritage, and you did something on a recent show we did for Upstage Lung Cancer uh, virtual concert uh, about your grandmother. Yes. And and uh, just talk a little bit with us about the influence that Greek music and culture has on you and, and, and also about that song, if you will. Sure. So um, I had two grandmothers that were both wonderful, but one of them lived with us in, in our home. And um, so she was really the biggest influence on me. And we called her Yaya because that means grandmother in Greek. And the song that I, you're referring to is called Orders from Headquarters, or as she said, Orders from Headquarters. Mm. And she would, she would tell us, you know, when she was in charge, Orders from Headquarters, time to go to bed. And then the song uh, talks about how, of course, we didn't go to bed. 
And we were always trying to get her to play with us and dance with us. And, uh, you know, she was a lot of fun. So, yes, I listened to a lot of Greek music growing up. I still love, love Greek music and um, or any Middle Eastern music. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. Just love it. It's, it's wonderful. The name Chrysanthi, uh, I have a name that is often mispronounced or misspelled, Jordan, and it's a, a little bit more accepted now because there are more female Jordans than male Jordans. Right, Michael, right. Michael Jordan, you know, and all that. But yeah. have you had issues with the name? Because I had to ask you how to spell it. I want to make sure I spell it correctly. Absolutely. Uh, People don't know how to pronounce it. You know, when I was a kid <laughs> in school and they would ask me what my name was, I would just say Chris. I didn't even want anybody to know my name. I was embarrassed by it. Now I use it professionally because it's different and people remember it. Uh, so it's Chrysanthi or Chrysanthi, and it's spelled with a K. So it's K-R-I-S-A-N-T-H-I. I love it. I love the fact that you've enveloped and loved and welcomed it into your existence <laughs> as I have my name. I refer right. to myself as JR to my friends and so forth, but oftentimes I get... Uh, Gordon, George, John, or uh, what used to be my name in New England is Jodden. I had no idea what that meant. J-A-H-D-O-N, Jodden. Jodden. What's the future, the immediate future? So you're getting back on the road soon, we hope? Uh, so I'm performing this summer, um, a few few concerts. If you go to my website, chrisanthi.com, or even hugamilliontimes.com will take you to my website. Uh, you can go to my calendar and see. I don't have too much coming up outdoors. Uh, I, I mean, at all. It's all outdoors. I have. Uh, I just did one this past weekend, and then I have the Patriot Place thing in June. Um, doing a jazz festival in July. No, in August at the Cape. July, I'm back at Greenville Vineyards in Rhode Island. Um, and then my my online show. So the online show is um, Chrysanthi 5 on YouTube Live. So oh. it's just my name with a number five. So K-R-I-S-A-N-T-H-I, then the number, the numeral five. That's my channel. Uh, they wouldn't give me the, num- the name Chrysanthi. I had to have a number with it, and I just chose five. <laughs> but it, it rhymes, just like the alliteration. I know. I, I didn't mean for it to. I just chose five because it's my favorite <laughs> you can't, number. You can't help it. You're a composer. You, you're thinking like a lyric, like Johnny Mercer. He couldn't help himself. There's only yeah. so much you can do. I think it's delightful that you're you're thriving in a difficult environment, and sooner or later, more sooner than later, you're going to be out there just kicking it. And, oh, uh, thanks. You did us a favor by giving us a lick just off the cuff. And I just wanted to ask one more thing, and that is how have you kept yourself in shape vocally when you're not performing traditionally? Because your voice is just beautiful. Oh, uh, what have you, you done to keep it such? You're so kind. Um, well, actually, I do vocal warm-ups every single day um, just for that reason, just to keep my voice in shape, just like any athlete would do. Um, you you know, I think of myself as a, a vocal athlete. Even one time when I had to, you know, go to the um, mass eye and ear just to make sure my vocal cords were healthy. And the doctor said, well, you have the vocal cords of a vocal athlete. Huh. Uh, they look like I would expect them to look like you use them a lot, but everything was healthy and I stay healthy. You know, I really make a conscious effort to speak with vocal placement. And um, when I do my show every Friday night, I do a a warm up before I sing, and then I sing. The, the show is two hours, so I sing mm. for the whole two hours, and uh, just try to keep keep it happening. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot uh, because you also have done a lot of jingles for radio and TV. 
So because I, because I love hearing your voice, your singing voice, could you just sing and just make something up on mic with Jordan Rich? It's the podcast name. Just give me anything that comes to mind, but I just want to hear you sing it. I'm on mic with Jordan Rich. That's it. Oh, just say that? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all you have to do, yeah. On mic with Jordan Rich. I can now retire. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Only one other person has ever sung me a jingle, and that's uh, that's my friend Ellis Hall. I don't know if you know Ellis, but oh, I do. I, yeah. I don't know him. I, I know, yeah. you know. Well, that was great, uh, Chris Anthony, Thank you for the gift of song, and thank you for uh, being such a good representative and a good ambassador for fellow musicians. We really appreciate it. Thank you for being an ambassador for for us and for for going to bat and promoting our music and letting people know what we're doing. It's so appreciated. So thank you, Jordan. Really appreciate it very much. Sitting at my desk, staring at the computer screen. I said, I'm sitting at my desk, I'm just staring at the computer screen. Oh, yeah. My shoulders are stressed and my thoughts are getting lost in a dream. My mind, I'm seeing the happy caravan. I'm dancing to a steel drum band. And coconuts are laughing so hard, they're falling off the trees and rolling in the sand. Cause I'm going on vacation, and I may never come back. I drop a little education to teach my mind to relax. Said I'm going on to find out more about the artist you're hearing visit her website chrysanthi.com that's k-r-i-s-a-n-t-h-i chrysanthi.com check her out she's fabulous and thanks to you for subscribing and downloading the podcast for listening as always and for recommending it to friends and sharing it we appreciate that find out more about me the show my new book on air, my 50-year love affair with radio, at my website, jordanrich.com, jordanrich.com. Till next time, as always, be well so you can do good. Take care.